This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show for those interested in the big and small print moments of history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're looking at the origin of an iconic newspaper catchphrase, one that served as a statement of purpose to its readers and as a declaration of war to its rivals. The day was February 10th, 1897. The New York Times slogan, All the News That's Fit to Print, appeared on the paper's front page for the first time. The now-famous motto was coined by the paper's new owner, Adolf Simon Ochs, who had acquired the Times from its former publishers in the fall of 1896. Ochs wanted to draw a distinction between the journalistic integrity of his paper and the so-called yellow journalism of his competition, and he thought the new slogan would be just the way to do it. The newspaper that would later become the New York Times was first published on September 18, 1851. Its founders, Henry Jarvis Raymond and George Jones, initially called it the New York Daily Times, but six years later, they changed it to its current title. The paper thrived for decades, but by 1896, it had fallen on hard times and was on the verge of bankruptcy. The Times was saved in the fall of that year when its investors decided to appoint a new publisher, a little-known newspaper editor from Tennessee named Adolf Ox. Although he had little formal education, Ox had learned the newspaper business through hands-on experience, first as a newsboy, then later as a reporter, and finally, at the age of 20, as a publisher of the Chattanooga Times. He took control of the then-failing Tennessee paper in 1878, and through a few savvy business moves and high standards of journalism, he quickly turned things around and made the paper profitable again. In 1896, he heard about the New York Times' financial troubles and decided to see if he could bring that paper back to life as well. Ox went to New York and offered his services in exchange for a contract that would give him a majority share of the paper's stock if he succeeded in making it profitable for three years in a row. The investors agreed to the terms, and on August 18, 1896, Adolf Ox got to work as the new publisher of the New York Times. One of his earliest moves as publisher was to create the slogan, All the News That's Fit to Print. But the first place he put it wasn't on the masthead of the paper. Instead, in early October of 1896, Ox rented billboard space on a windowless wall of the Cumberland Hotel, just above Madison Square. There, he installed one of New York City's first electric advertising signs. It featured 2,700 individual colored lights, which could be arranged into block letters to spell out words. The message Ox chose to display in bright red letters was, quote, New York Times, all the news that's fit to print, Sunday magazine supplement. Have you seen it? That was the first time anyone saw the New York Times' new motto, and for newspaper readers of the era, there was no mistaking its meaning. Ox was calling out his biggest competitors in the New York market. 
Joseph Pulitzer's New York World, and William Randolph Hearst's New York Journal. Those two papers vastly outsold the Times, largely due to their reliance on yellow journalism, a style of reporting that prioritized sensationalism over substance. Both papers featured bright colors and flashy illustrations on their front pages, and devoted most of the coverage to exaggerated stories of crime, political scandal, and melodramatic human interest stories. It was the kind of stuff we'd call clickbait or fake news today. Ox knew that he could never beat his larger, wealthier rivals at their own tacky game, and he didn't want to try either. Instead, he decided to set the times apart in the crowded market by rebranding it as the antithesis of the yellow press, a paper with high editorial standards, one that wouldn't stoop to lowbrow sensationalism, seeking to run only news that was fit to print. However, Ox was a keen promoter, and he knew that simply declaring a new slogan wasn't as exciting or engaging as holding a contest to choose one. So later that month, the New York Times announced a $100 prize to anyone who submitted a phrase of 10 words or less that better captured the newspaper's, quote, distinguishing characteristics. Hundreds of readers wrote in with suggestions, most of which were pretty goofy and terrible, like, quote, full of meat, clean and neat, and the people's voice, the good choice. As the weeks went on and the bad suggestions poured in, the New York Times made a slight amendment to the contest, announcing that it wouldn't necessarily change its motto, but it would still pay the $100 for the best entry. Eventually, the judge of the contest, editor Richard Gilder, narrowed the field to just four finalists. They were as follows. Always decent, never dull. The news of the day, not the rubbish. A decent newspaper for decent people. And all the world's news, but not a school for scandal. Gilder decided that last clunky entry was the best of a decidedly weak group. The New York Times paid the prize money to its author, presumably satisfied that nobody was going to come up with anything better than all the news that's fit to print. From there, Auk's slogan found its way onto billboards and parade signs, as well as the pages of the New York Times, though still not on the masthead. For example, in mid-November, an unsigned editorial ran in the Times, heralding the motto as a principle worthy of support. The unknown author, who definitely wasn't Oaks himself, declared, quote, There is an abundance of news in the world without descending to that which is not fit to print. News of wholesome human interest that is neither a contamination nor a waste of time to read. It's unclear what compelled Ox to move all the news that's fit to print to the front page of his paper, but on February 10th, 1897, he did just that. There was no announcement or explanation, the motto simply appeared in the upper left corner of the masthead, and it's remained there ever since. The slogan began as a challenge to the yellow press, and in the end, Ox won. His paper has long outlived the two owned by Hearst and Pulitzer. He also won that bet with the Times investors, too. He returned the paper to profitability for three consecutive years, 
and as a result, in August of 1900, Hawks received a controlling interest in the New York Times and its parent company. His descendants still run it to this day. For some people, all the news that's fit to print is the battle cry for honest journalism. For others, it's a pretentious, vague platitude. After all, what's the standard that measures whether news is or isn't fit to print? But maybe having a standard to judge by, even if it's not objective, is still better than having none at all. Adolf Ox certainly thought that was the case, and judging by the longevity of his paper and the slogan that defines it, lots of other people think that too. But no matter what you think of the motto, or its truthfulness, there's no denying that it's catchy and infinitely better than full of meat, clean and neat. I still can't get over that one. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to keep up with the show, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can write to us directly at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks as always to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and a special thanks to Joey Pat, our guest editor for this episode. And of course, thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.